Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our guest today is Leslie Matos, and our topic is continuing bonds through albums and stories. Leslie lost her father to a massive heart attack at age 15. After a successful 28-year career in high-tech, she had the idea for a product that would help families celebrate special moments in the lives of their loved ones and founded Adesso Albums. Among her products are unique memorial photo guest books. Welcome to the show, Leslie. Thank you very much. Nice Hi, to Leslie. Be here. Hi. It's great to have you on the show. Thank um, you. Would you t- uh, talk to us a little bit? I mean, Heidi and I talk a lot about continuing bonds and how how important uh, remembering our loved ones rather than forgetting them and getting over it. And uh, could you talk a little bit about pictures? I know your dad uh, died at a- when you were 15 years old. Uh, did you have any pictures of him or... We did, yeah. He was forty-five, so he was um, he was taken away early in his life, and I was fifteen. And he and I weren't getting along the best um, at that period, as most teenage girls can um, relate to. Mm-hmm. And he died suddenly, and um, we, all that I had left were the pictures of him because I didn't really have a relationship. You know, I was a little girl, and then I was a teenager, and then he was gone. And interestingly enough, I only had a couple of physical memories of you know, interacting with him. So the pictures became really, really important. Um, Even to remember what he looked like, that kind of got erased when he died. It was all just a blur. It was very surreal. Mm -hmm. And I was the one that found him. Oh, my goodness. And, and, you know, I think it's really hard to lose somebody as a teenager, Leslie, if you're bringing up so many good points. When we're teens, oftentimes that's when we're kind of Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who we are. And we have often, we're separating from our parents, and oftentimes our relationships are conflictual. Right, and I think in his case, you know, he was at the point where he was telling me, no, 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 and I took that one way, but as a parent myself in later years, I realized he did that because he loved me, not because he didn't like me, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, that was where I kind of froze in time. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time, were you willing to do, I mean, were you able to deal with finding him and all that? Did people talk about it with you? Did you get help? You know, no, I never got help um, because, you know, that was in 1966, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I was in a small rural town, and nobody did counseling. I mean, nobody did, and, and nobody really talked about it in our family. You know, he died, we got through the funeral, and that was it. And mm-hmm. interesting, my, my mom... Um, never talked about him either at the dinner table or and no pictures were out of him but you know as years went by I did dig up some some pictures and actually could put a face to him again because that was just gone mm-hmm. it was just gone now did you did that ever come back to what about now your mother died a few years ago yeah my mom died um 8 years ago now and she was 78 and she was a you know she was a really active woman she was a wasp in World War II she raised us after my dad died there were four of us and she had to go back to work and I'm sure that wasn't easy and I didn't you know being a kid and growing up and then having my own life I didn't recognize that either but she um she got emphysema and it was a long slow horrible ugly death and um but we never talked about my dad at that point and um or up until that point. So I'm kind of left with um, just pictures now mm-hmm. of, of him. 
So pictures have been important to you, your mother's pictures, your dad's pictures. Yeah, my mom's too. And so since then, I've, gone, I've been in counseling for a variety of different reasons. <laughs> and and the, the fact that I couldn't remember my dad, um, uh, we spent some time on, and now I have vivid memories of him. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Heidi and I have talked about that, haven't we, Heidi? Yeah, because people are terrified. I'm sure that people that are listening hear that you've forgotten what he looks like, and that is everybody's biggest fear, Yeah, that they will forget and never be able to get that memory back. No, I've got it now, and, and I pulled out the pictures, and I have pictures of my mom and my dad in my condominium, and you know, so I see them often. But the one thing I didn't have was, um, you know, I knew them as a child, so they were my parents, and I knew my mom because she lived a lot longer as more as woman to woman, so we had that type of relationship, and I have wonderful memories of some really fun times with her. But I didn't really get to know them through other people's eyes, you know, and what, what were their friendships like, and what were other people's perspectives of them. And at both of their um, funeral services and, the you know, the after party, people would tell you all kinds of stories, and um, but, you know, you'd leave the party and they'd all be gone. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of forget them, and so at least in my case... And even my siblings and I, I have three siblings, we don't, we haven't. Up until very recently, my sister and I have started kind of digging in and trying to remember things. Mm-hmm. So talk about your album. And at, now you were in high tech. You had a pretty um, yeah. high-powered job in high tech. Yeah, I worked for a long time in high tech companies for some really, you know, good, good, prestigious um, companies that were high flyers in the valley here. And, and that's the Silicon Valley in California. In Silicon Valley, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And um, I got the last of my four kids squared away for college, and I decided I couldn't work one more day in that situation. So I went off to Italy to a friend's wedding, and I hadn't had a vacation in years and years and years. I'd been raising my kids as a single parent for 14 years. And I went to a friend's wedding in Italy and took Polaroid pictures of the guests at that wedding and put them in a um, scrapbook and had the guests sign something to the bride and groom. And I thought, what a great thing this is. It's wonderful for them. They have a memory that they can cherish right away. And, and I had the idea to turn it into a product, and I did that. And almost immediately, went at the, you know, this was a wedding, and this is a, you know, an, a celebration in anybody's eyes. But I, I thought immediately, well, this would be a great thing to do, would have been a great thing to do for my mom or my dad when, yeah. when they so, passed. So let me talk a little bit about this, because I have one of her albums right here, and it, they're really very, very neat-looking, very... Um, they're, they're simple, which I love. They're the, you know, the, um, the memorial album. And it has a place in the front to put a picture of your loved one. And then you open it, and it, ha- it says guests. And then it has where you can put names and addresses. And then it just has places to put pictures, just simple white pages. But on the left-hand side is a whole big page that you can write on uh, the stories that you remember. And I, I was telling Heidi, I love this idea, because I was saying uh, when Scott died, at his anniversary uh, year, I had a big pizza party for all his friends. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what a great thing it would have been to have this book there for people to sign and a picture of him and that they could write about it or they could even bring their own pictures of him. Well, and, and, bring, and also tell stories through the book because there's a lot of stories that his friends had of him that we had never heard. And it's really fun when you hear stories after someone has died that you've never heard. Mm-hmm. So, so I really, I really think that would be a pretty awesome idea. Now, your, you have the idea that these can be used at, at actually at the funeral too, right? Yeah, and we, we, yeah, um, because I know different people. Um, 
celebrate the, the life of a lost one uh, in different ways. And in my family, it was always a, a party and a real true celebration of life. And um, and so I think there is a place in a in a family like that where, and they're not Polaroid pictures. These are pictures that we've adapted the product for this specific market. So you take pictures that you already have. In fact, I'm doing this for my mom and dad now because after having talked with Gloria over the last few months about this, I thought, well, I can I can get some some um, stories about my mo- my own mom and dad this way, even though they've been gone for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Because you can put the pictures in there and, and, like you said, have a party to celebrate or send the book to friends and relatives and, you know. It would be a wonderful book to pass around at a family reunion or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and then passing all those stories down to your kids. Exactly, and that's exactly what I thought, because I don't have mm-hmm. that for my grandparents, and I just thought this would be a wonderful thing to be able to give to my four kids. Yeah. You know, one, one thing I like about this idea of passing this book around to people, too, um, and, you know, it could be, you could have it sitting at home and, with some pictures, and when a relative drops by for something, yeah. say, hey, take a look, would you, does this resonate for you, anything? Mm-hmm. Could Do you have any uh, stories you want to put down or, or ask people for favorite pictures? Um, I love the idea because, you know, if you ask people to write something, they never get around to it. Exactly. I never get around to it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So if it's just, and some of the best stuff that's ever written is off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if people just uh, came to visit for tea and you said, would you write a little something? Well, plus, if people are together that all knew the person that died, you can sit there and start talking out loud and kind of then it kind of, you know, you think of more things and then you're sharing things as a group and then you can write them down. Right, and I think, too, after it starts, then you see what other people have written, and it will trigger something for you. Right. I know that's the case for me and the other applications that that the books are used in. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, you know, one of the things that I want to talk to you about is the difference that you saw between, Heidi and I were talking about it, between the loss of a dad at an early age and the loss of a mother as an older adult. Um. Well, there was more time, you know, there were more years to think about um, in reflecting on, on my mom's life than my dad's. And, you know, the first few of my, you know, when you're a child, five years, you probably don't remember too much. And so I really only had 10 years, I'd, I'd say, of, of time with him. And the last five were probably, you know, not, not the greatest. With my mom, I had a lot longer. And so I think what Still to this day, even eight years later, there's a guilt associated with not being there enough for her Hmm. after I started my own family and I got busy with my career and all that. And I see that now. It's a natural thing because that's what your kids do. And my kids are all in their mid to late 20s now, and they're kind of going through that same phase. So I understand it intellectually, but it's still there's a, a, a guilt associated with not, you know, being there enough for her because she was alone. And especially, she had emphysema, right? Horrible disease. It was just horrible. Yeah, that's a a tough one. And she had gone into a depression over it, over a variety of things. I think in her later life, she was definitely depressed, and that was before, you know, any of us knew much about it. And it sounds like with your dad, Leslie, you didn't really appreciate him until you had your own children. And then you said, okay, I'm get, I get some of the things that he did now. Yeah, it was a revelation, maybe yeah. as late as five years ago. I'm like, mm-hmm. Wow. You know, 
it's an amazing story because you're doing really well with it, aren't you? Yeah, the company's really, after six years, this is our sixth year in business, um, yeah, we've, we've done really well with the albums, and it's been a really fun journey to create something and, and have it benefit so many people because it is a wonderful way to create a memory of, of any life event. You know, that's, that's so great because um, we always talk, don't we, Hyde, about creating things after loss? Mm-hmm. And uh, to be able to start a whole company is kind that's, of an that's what I'm thing. thinking. I'm thinking you were in high tech, and in a sense, you've kind of started your own startup. Yeah, I did. I did, and it was really it was, and it was sort of a loss too, because after 28 years of going to an office every day, you know, that was a different kind of a loss, but it, that was a good one. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Now, how do uh, you've got a website? People can go on. Tell us about your website. It's um, www.adessoalbums, A D E S S O albums, like photo albums, all one word, dot com. And you can order these albums offline. Online. Yes, you can. There's a whole page that's dedicated now to the memorial. Oh, great. Uh, and now, uh, can you buy them in stores? They're slow to get started in stores. Um, Right now, we're that, since it's new, we're kind of new just this year into this market. We're trying to figure out our way around the marketing of it. Mm-hmm. And then how did the, you come up with the name Adesso? Adesso means now in Italian, and you get oh. this memory now. I came up with the idea when I was in Italy, and and so I wanted it to be an Italian name. I like and, that. Well, we talked a little bit when we came uh, up on the show about your dad uh, dying uh, suddenly of a heart attack at. Um, uh, in it, what forty five? Uh-huh. You were fifteen. Yeah. And uh, about your finding him, and about how families never talked about it at that time, and about how you've gone back and retrieved some memories and these pictures. I'm sure I've been able to help you to to see him. And I wanted to say, and I wanted you to comment on it. I love the idea that it's never too late, don't you, Heidi? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about going. You know. Did you go into therapy to deal with your father, or did you have to deal with that? No, um, I went into therapy originally because um, I was going through a divorce. This was in 1990, and so another loss, another loss, right? And um, and I had four kids, and it turns out that their father didn't have a whole bunch to do with them. For their, they all kind of went through the teenage years as a group. That was a real challenging time. So I was in therapy for a number of years because I needed help, you know, dealing with mm-hmm. some of the issues around teenagers. Um, and at some point, it was it was after 2000. Um, I want to say it was 2002 when uh, I had gone back for you know something else that had come up, and and we just got to talking about family and and. I was asked, you know, what, what about your dad? And I, that's when it came out. I had, ne- I had never verbalized this to anybody up until that point. I said, I don't know. I don't have any memories. I have two memories, two visuals that come into m- my head. Neither one of them have his face in it. I just remember the events. And then I remember, you know, the day he died, and that's it. And so we kind of delved into that. And over the didn't take long um, to kind of get it to the surface what it was, and it, and it all hinged around that point in my life where he was telling me no, and I thought that meant he didn't love me, mm-hmm. and in fact, that was just the opposite. It was just the opposite. He was telling me no because I was trying to do things that would either be dangerous for me or, you know, the things that teenagers do that you try and protect them from as a parent. Right, and so once you knew, received that revelation and knew that it was actually love for you that he had, and that's why you set limits. Did you, did you then really start to grieve the loss of your dad? Yeah, I did. It was really a strange 
phenomenon. And then, then I had the urge to find out more, you know, and look at pictures and try and piece things together. And that's sort of when, you know, it was at the beginning when I had the idea for the, like, the wedding album. I thought, God, this would be great, too, for a, for a memorial-type album. But I didn't know how. I didn't have any of the experience, you know, how to, how to get it there. So I spent the next few years building the company. And now I'm in a place where I really see the value, and, and I know how to how to get it out there, I think. But You know, I'm, I'm thinking that it would be interesting to, to take your father's pictures, put them in an album, or maybe with your mother's, and, and see if your siblings would comment on it. I, you know, that's exactly after talking to you. I had that thought um, overnight, um, Gloria. Yeah, would yeah. be, and, and some stories that you might retrieve about him from uncles and aunts or something. Exactly, exactly, and I would love to do that. And it would be a way that they'd do it. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look on the website, my mother, she's probably rolling over in her grave, but she would also be commending me because I used one of my favorite pictures of her in the sample album that we photographed for the site. And um, and then there's a picture of, of her with all four of us kids that is a really um, wonderful memory for me. So, yeah, I've started the album. I just need to... The Internet's a wonderful place, isn't it? I mean, your mother's out there. More people will know her than have ever known her. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing with these uh, stories and that we have. Well, um, I wondered uh, what your plans are for the future for your for your uh, site and for your albums and things. Well, it's um, uh, interestingly enough, you know, the company was founded on the Polaroid instant photography, and that's been discontinued, or will they, they've, they've um, announced that they're going to stop manufacturing their instant cameras, and they've done all the film they're going to do. It'll last till 2009, but they are coming out with a, a digital version of the instant photography. And, the, and um, whereas before, they wouldn't, you know, I didn't have an opportunity to partner with them because they were winding down the analog digital photography, I mean, the analog instant photography. Now we're in partnership um, discussions about um, working with them on their new um, on their new printer and um, and the new technology. So uh, we're looking forward to a, a brand new um, area in the market. This time it'll be teenagers, but we'll you know c- continue to provide the product and look and create. Areas. Yeah. Well, if uh, if any of our audiences out there who have suffered a loss or have and have some creative ideas and are ready to move on and are ready to start creating, how do you go about it? How, what do you have to have inside ter- internally to to make this happen for yourself? Well, you ha- you have to have the idea first, and 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 I knew immediately when I had this idea to turn this this activity into a product, I knew in my gut that it was a, it was a good one. But um, I bounced it off a bunch of people, too, and not friends and family, because they'll, give you, they'll tell you what you want to hear. Or they might tell you no. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear that either. So I had enough positive reinforcement that I just decided to go for it. And then you just go with reckless abandon. And for every door that would close, another one would open. And that's how I'd know that I was, that I was still supposed to do this, because... It didn't totally ever get shut down. There was always another way to go. But it's, it's being, you've got to be resilient because, you know, I came from Cisco, the hugest networking company in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd call somebody on the phone and they'd take my call instantly and they'd do, you know, what we needed to have done. Well, here I am, little Adesso albums, and nobody wants to take my call. So it was a shift in, in um, expectation about how people are going to treat you. But it's, um, it's, 
it's just having the stamina and the wherewithal to to push forward and work hard at it because it is hard work. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So I'm I'm thinking I'm listening to you, and I think first of all you have to be open to ideas, right? Absolutely. And you have to know. Here's the biggest thing: you have to know what you don't know, and ask for help when you need it. For example, I knew nothing about marketing, very little, um, and so I partnered with people that did. Um, I didn't know how to build a website, so instead of trying to do everything myself, the big important pieces of it, I would partner with somebody. And initially I couldn't pay too much or too many people, but um, as time went on, you know, you're able to do that. But it's really important to to acknowledge your your deficits in terms of your, your areas of expertise. You can't do everything. You cannot. There's not and enough hours in the day, and you don't know it all. Leslie, did it help your healing process to um, to do this, to start this company? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and how how long after your mother died did you start it? She died in um, 2000, and in 2002 I incorporated, but I had the idea in 2001. Huh. So, so that, right. yeah, it did help me kind of get through her. There was a that was a tough period there. You weren't just doing same old, same old. No. No, absolutely not. I did nothing the same. And it was, you know, there were a number of things happened around the time of my mother's death, and I think um, I was ready to do something different, and that, that was the impetus for it. And so, you know, I'm in many ways I'm grateful to her because she was very entrepreneurial um, and ahead of her time as a woman, and I know she'd be very, very proud of me right now. Mm-hmm. So getting those creative juices going yeah. Again, after after you you're in some depression or you know the yeah. same old. Yeah, and I knew I needed to do something different. I needed to shake it up. I needed um, something, and this was it. And I just dug dug in, jumped mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So being open to new ideas and going for it. I like your reckless abandonment idea <laughs> because one of the things that we find out from folks later on, um, you know, when you've suffered a loss, you're certainly not ready to go out and you know start a new company. That, you know, a year or two, but um, we know that one of the things that people lose is a lot of fear when they've had losses. I mean, you, you know, the world is kind of, I think you kind of uh, say, I've, you know, I've had it. I'm not, you know. It, it was exactly that. It was a big wake-up call for me because all of a sudden it was like, wow, I, have, I remember one day after, it was not long after my mom died, I, um, I looked up in the sky, and I bet you I hadn't looked up in... 20 years, and there were clouds in the sky, and I just remember being so moved by, but those are beautiful clouds. And um, so, yeah, and, and, and I thought, okay, it's time now. It's really time to reflect. Things like this happen, and, 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 and a lot of times they happen for a reason, but um, it's, uh, it's a time to move on and, and do something. And shake different. it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Leslie Matos, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great talking to you, and good thank luck you. with your um, albums and uh, with your life, and uh, you're an inspiration. Thank you Thanks, very much. Leslie. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.